From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more corner pocket. Now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunter Vandy and Corey Clark. back y'all what's mm. up what mission wake up board champ presented by corner pocket bar and grill Corey clark aslan hajavandi vitamin energy also powering us through check out our great friends over at corner pocket bar and grill though hit that mm. qr code top right of your screen bam goes right to cptallybar.com the website for corner pocket bar and grill if you're watching us live you might be missing out on bingo Shame on you, Corey, should we say, or just, you know, they can. I mean, I feel like you could watch it. You could, you could be watching us on your phone as they're calling out the bingo numbers. You could be doing both. All right, we'll do that. Hang out this weekend over the corner pocket bar and you'll always a great time. Lunch specials Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. If you're listening to us on the podcast version, your lunch special for your Fridays, obviously the chicken strip basket, hand breaded, served with a dipping sauce or tossed in a sauce of your choosing can't go wrong 899 comes with a side dish of your choice corner pocket bar and grill and again live vitamin energy helping us out powering us through the day Corey, how was uh dad duty carting around uh, the effervescent always erudite brady clark i mean it was you know it was he didn't go to school today because he had a stomach stomach ache so that's the kind of that's the kind of that's the kind of fatherhood we're working with over here come on on, not, not happy about it. Not happy about it, Aslan, but he's going to school tomorrow or he can't play in his game on Saturday. So that's the whole you, you got to go to. Hey, if you're not going to go to school, you don't get to play baseball. That's the, them. The rules. Yeah, um, man, we were the Hudge of Andy household was fever. That's it. If you had a fever. You could stay home. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you had to go. Had to go. Well, you know, we told him like he'll always tell us that he's throwing up, but then there's no proof ever. So we told him, hey, the next time you vomit, take a picture of it. So we we believe you. And of course, he never does. So All right. he, I do think he has some real GI issues, guys. I know you're worried about this. I know that's why y'all tuned in for my son's GI, uh, an update. But uh, yeah, it's getting a little it's getting a little frustrating. So he's going to school tomorrow, no matter what. I told him he could throw up on me in the morning. I'm still making him go to school. Okay. I, like I hope he I hope he doesn't test that theory, though. I'll be honest with you. Shout out to our guy, Josiah, back there, uh, checking out the questions, which you folks will be posting throughout tonight, and we'll pop them on the screen. Looks like he's already dropped the band hammer on somebody. Quick trigger. I like mm. it. Good stuff. Nice. Good job, Josiah. We don't need that. Whatever that toxicity that person was bringing, we don't need it. First question of the night comes from our friend, Old Dad. Are we Big Ten bound yet? Go Knowles. Sooner is better. Glad he asked that, Corey, because if you're a subscriber to WordChant.com, which, why are you not? I mean, I understand it costs money, but you spend money on lots of things, lots of memberships. Not sure why you wouldn't spend it on getting the best information on your favorite sports program. But again, just one man's opinion on this sort of stuff. But I was pleased as punch to wake up on Thursday evening or Thursday evening, shoot, Thursday morning and see this. It's been a while since we saw the war room. Oh, yeah. Gene Williams in the house with a war room action. Well, war room action. So you'd you'd click on this. Hey, let's not give away the whole. Well, we're Kid not caboodle, we're, though. Yeah, I think actually I'm not even logged in currently because I don't <laughs> use computer. There you go. So hey, you yeah. can join for one dollar a month, gang, Come or on, one dollar for one month. Um, but Big Ten information is in there. Mm. Uh, the coaching scare, the Alabama flirtations information on that also in there. Some other follow up information on baseball stadium plans and things like that. Don't want to give all the way, Corey, but obviously, I guess, you know, conference stuff is at the the forefront of everybody's mind. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to go to the Big Ten, but I don't want to stay in the ACC. So I guess I will embrace the inevitability, we hope, of, of going to the Big Ten. We've talked about ad nauseum on the program, Corey. Yeah. It just makes more sense to be in the SEC if you're a Florida State fan, if you're a person that covers the program. But I guess maybe dollars and cents, it doesn't make as much sense since there already is a program in the state yeah, in that conference. So uh, reading it, what did you take away from uh, Gene's insight, Ira's insight? 
Yeah, and really honestly, I don't want to give away too much because I literally like we're for free. We love we love that you guys will watch us, but that's that's for the paid subscribers. There's a lot of really juicy nuggets in there. Um, I will say, and I, I'm only going to repeat this because this is something I've said all along, as Aslan was alluding to. It doesn't make a lot of sense for the SEC to want FSU. They don't need FSU. Clearly, they're dominating the sport as it is. They don't need FSU. Um, the Big Ten could really use FSU. Uh, which then might make the SEC one FSU. But I think, Aslan, to your point, no. Who wants to go to Lafayette in Lansing? And, uh, heck, L.A. I mean, I know L.A. is a fine town, but that's a long way away, folks, and in Eugene and Seattle. Iowa like, City. SEC is all within driving distance. It's all like a day drive at most in their like-minded fans. Um, but you need to set your – you need to get – come to grips with – there's a there's a likelihood that when Florida State gets out of this conference, the Big Ten is the one that's going to make the best offer. And the SEC might just say, go ahead. They might not counteroffer. They might not try to steal Florida State away. And I know that's not great, but it be you you it's it's certainly better than where you are now. It's just better than where you are now. You can't stay in the ACC. It's untenable here. So you got to get into one of these big two. And uh and you know, if the Big Ten's the only option. That's certainly a better landing spot than the the spot you're currently landed on. You've been a big advocate proponent, though, Corey, of, of underscoring just the massive ratings boon that Florida State is whenever they're on television. So why is that no longer maybe nearly as important as maybe it was believed? Or is that just something that we had to kind of point out to some folks in dire times when people were worried about where this program would wind up? No, I think the ratings matter. That's why they're so attracted to the Big Ten. Um, because of the rating, they would get a huge ratings boost in the in a, the southern part of the United States if Florida State was a part of the Big Ten. The SC, my point is the SEC gets numbers anyway. The SEC gets num- big numbers anyway in this part of the country and all over the country. Um, they've got five or six or seven big-time iconic brands um, that everybody around the country is interested in. The Big Ten, you know, I don't know how interested people are in Penn State. It's a good program, top 15 program. Wisconsin, the same thing. Uh, USC has been kind of not good for 15 years now. Washington, Oregon, eh, they're, they're watchable, but they Florida State would immediately become what the either the second or the third biggest brand in the Big Ten as soon as they join behind Ohio State and Michigan. They might be ahead of Michigan. I don't know. Like Florida uh, State, Florida State delivers ratings, though. Like even when they're not good. Florida State is a ratings juggernaut. I don't know that you can say the same thing about Michigan. Clearly, Michigan is a big-time program right now and gets a lot of eyeballs. I think if you if you win over the last 20 years, I think Florida State's probably gotten better ratings than Michigan. But either way, it's a huge program. But, I, I you know, the, the ratings matter a lot. I just think if you're Sankey, you're like, okay, do these extra eyeballs that we're going to get, is that worth cutting in another school an extra $75, $80 million a year. Is it worth it? And they, he might think it's worth it to keep him away from the Big Ten. But that's the that's what will have to play out here, hopefully, in the next 12 to 18 months. What about a guy, Lee Fields? What about the SEC not wanting the Big Ten in Florida? Right. That's what I've said all along. The SEC should have a gate around Florida, and they should be making a beeline for Florida State in Miami. Absolutely. Um, but – you know, they might not. I, I don't know. I, I would certainly think the SEC would not want the Big Ten to get its tentacles into Florida, especially with programs like Florida State and Miami, which combined would certainly outdraw the one Florida school they have. And then Clemson, too. Like, why would you – Why if you're the SEC, why would you let the Big Ten do that? That's what Florida State has to hope for. You know what, what I mean? Happens, like, though, but what, what, what are the tentacles that the Big Ten would put in here that puts the SEC on their, on their heels or – strikes fear in the offices in Birmingham. I think there's, I mean, I think it's, you got, you are now at all parts of the country. You're in LA and Miami and town and Florida state. You all of a sudden now might be the best football conference in the United States. The sec can't beat its chest anymore and say, we're the, we're by far the best football conference in the United States. If you add Florida state and Clemson to go along with Michigan and Ohio state, yeah, just Florida state. That's not about well, Florida. you're right. You know what? Thank you for addressing that. Clemson. Yeah, go go to the AAC, man. Go 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 hang out in the Big East. You don't care. You don't want out. Clearly, you're just uh, this is you're peachy keen with how this is going. So stay in the ACC. But no, I I think Florida State. Um, I man, I don't know how I don't know how 
not, I know how ratings work. I don't know how TV deals work, but I know that if you're renegotiating with cable companies or you're negotiating with, let's say, Netflix or Amazon, and you can say, look, we've got, what is Florida, the third most popular state in the country? Populous state? Populous? Yeah. Um, it's the first, it's the most popular state. Everybody mm-hmm. loves Florida. It's the third most populous. You don't, why would, the SEC doesn't want the Big Ten getting in there. I mean, that's more, that's a lot more money. That's a, that's a huge draw. But is that you're taking trying, money away from the SEC? The core is not like a zero sum, is it? It might be. I don't know. I don't, like I said, I don't know how it works. I know that the Big Ten would love to be in Florida. I think when they re, the next time a TV contract comes up and you can say, we have a marquee team in the, in the third most populous state, we have a team in the most populous state and the second most, like you, you've knocked them all out. You've got them in California, New York, and Florida. You've knocked it out. You've got the three most populous states in the country covered. I feel like a cable company would be willing to pay more for that package than they would the SEC. I could be wrong, though. I could be wrong. Well, Rutgers, Jersey, close enough. Close enough, right? Come on. Rutgers is close enough. And that guy's doing a great job out there. He beat the U. Oh, Greg Schiano, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just always wondered, you know, I get it. Like if we're talking about like two business tycoons and like, you know, Elon Musk wants to buy something he really doesn't need just so Jeff Bezos doesn't have it. But like, that's, that's a little bit different than the sec. It's not risk. It's not monopoly. I don't think they're trying to get every single piece on the board. I don't I know, man. I, I just listen. I'm not saying not to get Florida state, but I don't know how much you want to bend over backwards and, you know, throw money at Florida state to bring them into the conference or how much more that's going to enhance your TV, your upcoming TV deal. You've had a text in Oklahoma, man. Like that's almost, it's game over almost when it comes to college football brands. It feels like, cause I get it. Like no one wants to watch Missouri Vanderbilt or Ole Miss Missouri. Like you'd rather watch Florida state, Missouri. You'd rather watch Florida state Ole Miss, but man, they got Georgia and Texas and they got Alabama and Oklahoma and they've got Florida and Georgia. I mean, they've, They've got pretty much every and LSU. Yeah. They got LSU, but that's where it stops. And again, the Big Ten selling point would be we're all over the country. We've got the preeminent team in the South in in uh, in California. We've got all the best teams on the West Coast. We've got the best teams in the Midwest, and now we've got two legitimately great programs from the Southeast. Also, you just won. I mean, I don't, again, okay, I just, keep I keep including Clemson. Yeah. Which but is it, number wise, this has to be one other school. I mean, Florida State can't like are, so we're gonna have to wait. Like, we need another school to come with us. Like, we no, I, I, I think no, I think Florida State would go on its own. I I just think I've always assumed, even though Clemson's quiet as a church mouse, I would assume Clemson and Florida State are hand in hand because they want the same thing. And Clemson, I have to imagine, desperately wants out. And now you've you literally like Clemson, even with Dabo kind of not in not even in uh you know, watch knowing what the portal is still has one of the 10 best programs in the country. And so I think that makes it, that makes Florida state Clemson more appealing because you bring in an automatic rivalry to a conference that, uh, you know, could use some national championships too. I know they just won one. That's great for them. It was their what second one in 27 years, 26 years. So they haven't been flooding the trophy case lately. Uh, Florida state Clemson would help them with that immensely. I wonder if the conferences could collude, you know, if, if Florida State's successful in their lawsuit and that also opens up a, I'm going to call it floodgates, but other schools wanting to leave, would it be one of those things where, you know, like, all right, we both want Florida State. We both are like, ah, when it comes to UNC, but maybe one of the, you know, maybe ESPN is like, all right, we'll give you guys UNC. We'll take Florida State. We won't. I, I just feel like there's got to be, all sorts of different posturing coming up when it comes to that because like the North Carolina market, that T there's, there's no footprint in that state for the sec feels like right. maybe that would be more of a money-making addition for them as opposed to Florida state. Cause they already have a team in the state of Florida and I don't know how much spectrum and charter are going to want to fork on their cable bills just because Florida state's now in the sec. Yeah, I think, but the, I like that you brought up ESPN because we keep, we keep talking about the sec and the big 10. And honestly, we're all adults. We know the deal. This is Fox versus ESPN. That's what it is. It's Fox versus ESPN. So it's not a matter of whether the Big Ten wants to reach its tentacles into Florida. It's Fox wants to reach its tentacles into Florida. Fox wants to be in the Southeastern Conference. And Fox wants to get a ratings juggernaut, which Florida State is. Again, imagine Florida State and Clemson, but we'll keep them out of the conversation for now. Florida State with Big Ten money. You've got a top 10 program 
yearly in-house right there that, that will always – you're always going to have three big noon games. You're not going to be having to go out to Colorado to watch a 4-8 and eight Colorado Buffaloes team. You're going to have Florida State, Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, USC. Like that all – you're going to have Florida State, USC like on in a late September – Oregon, or, Florida State, yeah, yeah, Michigan, Penn State, Southern Clemson. Ball. Like, I mean, you're gonna have marquee games out the yin yang. Like again, Washington and Oregon, those are fine additions. I, I, Washington doesn't move the needle, not even close to what Florida State does, not yeah, even close. No. So, uh, so I just think that, and then so then it becomes a competitive. It it does become competition with ESPN, like saying, okay, do we want, do we want Fox to get better ratings than us on Saturdays? Uh, because you know they will if we don't if we let Florida State and Clemson or just Florida State go and Florida State continues with this head coach and continues to win a ton of games look at these numbers and these are numbers when they're playing Louisville and Syracuse and Pitt or Georgia Tech or whoever what are these numbers going to look like when they're in the big house or when Ohio State is in Tallahassee we don't want to compete against that like Texas and Georgia is great but wouldn't it be cool on one day if we had Texas and Georgia followed by Alabama, Florida State? That'd be fun. Yeah. The Big Ten wouldn't want that. And I bet the I bet we'd get a lot of money and a lot of ad rates for that. So again, that's where I think the the, the conversations will end up turning to. It just Florida State is lucky. They're fortunate. Again, nothing has happened yet. Things take turns. It's not a hundred percent certainty. But man, when you have, I don't know, when you've been one of the three best programs, five best programs in the United States for 43 years, and you have a built-in fan base like Florida State has and a ratings juggernaut like Florida State is, especially when they're good, man, that is that is a great thing to have when uh, realignment is so tenuous. Because there's going to be a lot of, it's like musical chairs, and there's not going to be a chair left for some people. And they're going to be looking, and they're going to have to fall down into the Big 12 or the AAC or the Big East or something, but... Florida State will have a chair to sit in, you almost assuredly think. I just wonder, I wonder how prisoner of the moment as well, both of those organizations, whether it's the Big Ten, the SEC, or Fox and ESPN, will be or are because, yeah, I get, you know, Michigan's, they're, they're the national champions, but they just lost a whole bunch of talent. They yeah. just lost that coach. You know, Ohio State with Ryan Day's been good, so maybe he'll, maybe he takes over that power vacuum in that sort of conference. We still don't know if USC is really truly back. Um, well, they're not. State, they yeah. think maybe this year they'll be good, but they certainly aren't back. You know, and Penn State is just Penn State's like they're the boring. Bridesmaid, right? And now. they're also boring. They're yeah. boring to watch. It's kind of a boring brand of football. I think you know Florida State would liven up the the aesthetics of the conference as well. Again, this sounds like I'm arguing for them to go to the Big Ten. I promise you, folks. If you know me at all, you know I don't like to fly. I don't fly. I do not want to be in a conference where they're going to be flying to every game and I'm going to have to fly to Chicago or Seattle or LA or just stop covering the sport. Minnesota I, too. Don't forget about Minnesota. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I absolutely 100% prefer them to go to the SEC. That's what I want to happen. I just think the roadmap to get there has to involve a, a legitimate offer from the Big Ten. That's the only way the SEC would care. Yeah. All right. There's more details uh, in this story mm -hmm. over at wordchant.com, the ultimate symbol sports source, the war room. Go check it out. Uh, it's awesome. Shout out to Gene and I are taking time out to dump all their info into that one thread. Appreciate it. Nick Snyder saying top 10 in softball, baseball, and basketball too. We can fund the heck out of all the big teams. I don't know how much that would help basketball, uh, but I guess, you know. It wouldn't hurt, man. Look at the oh, SEC now, you yeah. know. Uh, look at the SEC. The Big Ten's a, a really good basketball conference too. The ACC has never been worse in basketball. There talks, there's talk about a three-team bid, a three-bid league again. Um, they used to be a juggernaut, and now they struggle to get four teams in the tournament. Meanwhile, the SEC might have eight. Um, it, it it all trickles down, man. It all trickles down. We've talked about this uh, ad nauseum too. But look at those baseball cathedrals these SEC teams are building, and then look at Hauser. Now tell me that Ole Miss deserves a better stadium than Florida State with what's been accomplished in that sport in the amount of great games and, and, well, just winning seasons and all the success that Florida State's had. They can't keep up with Arkansas or Texas A&M. They just don't have the money. And so all that stuff trickles down. You always worry about Lonnie leaving. Uh, 
every single sport is affected by this huge TV uh, revenue disparity that will uh, that will really rear its ugly head in the next year or two when Florida State legitimately is making thirty to forty million dollars less than teams in the Big Ten and the SEC. I still don't know what the problem is with Hauser. I just don't. I don't know what the problem is. Just I feel like you, but that's nice. But th- that you haven't. I say. I guess I would counter to that. You haven't been to a lot of the other stadiums, have you? I know you've been to Alabama, but that was a while ago. But like Arkansas, I was a duty noble. I went to Mississippi State before they had their big. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. Like if you've got the money to do it, sure, better fan experience. But I don't. I don't think Ole Miss won the national title because they because Swayze's better than Hauser. I think they their coach finally got over the hump. They had a whole bunch of guys that got hot at the right time. I don't know. Just I'm not against it. I just like moving the stadium and and relocating it. And it all sounds great, but I just I don't know, man. I, just, I like Hauser. I don't know. Buddy, I would. How cool would it be if they moved it to College Town as the right field and recess is the right. The people on at the top on recess. Every time somebody hits a home run, they jump into the pool. Come on, man. That would be fun. That'd be like what they do in uh, at Ole Miss with all the kids and the all the students in the beer on the showers. grassy knoll. Yeah, do the beer shower. I wonder how I want to know the one person associated with Florida State that gets just the most angry whenever they drive into work and they pass the intramural fields and they're like, "I cannot believe that's nothing." Yeah, literally, it's a parking lot seven days a year. Yeah. Other than that, it is not used at all. Yeah, yeah that is crazy. That is that is crazy. Also, I I, I meant to mention this uh, a couple a couple of shows ago, and I didn't. You know, I, I I like to give Florida State marketing its due when they come up with good ideas. You know, the T-shirt contest is always fun at basketball games. I guess Smile Cam is nice. They I, I'm not trying to dunk on them, but this year, and I'm only saying it because there's two home games left. They've come up with some marketing promo where they let a student act as a student DJ. And they he picks a song. He's got a turntable in front of him. He's got his headset on. He's doing this. To The last one I was at was Toby Keith. R.I.P. Uh, right, R.I.P. But it's like, uh, what's this for? Who are we doing? Like, nobody's dancing. He's sitting there. It's awkward. I guess it was a good idea. I don't know why I just thought of that, but I did. Yeah. Uh, it's not a – it's – it's uh, it's not the best thing they've done at at, uh, at the Tucker Center. They've had some really good promos. The student DJ thing needs to be blown up or punted into the sun, never to be seen again. I just like watching kids shoot, give away free stuff if they make uh, a free throw and a three pointer. That's always fun. That that never goes wrong. Have have any company just present some shootout instead of student DJ or uh, trivia question? That's the trivia question was how many. How many consecutive games has Jamar Watkins scored in double figures? That's not a trivia question. Ask him who did they beat in the 92 NCAA tournament or something. I mean, that's crazy. But anyway, that's just me being an old man. I apologize. Was he was he just pantomiming being a yes, DJ? Yes, that's like- what I'm saying. He's just standing there doing this, bobbing. The music is playing. They show people in the crowd sitting there in stunned silence. And then they go back to him, and he's still just doing this. And it's for a minute. In the last – they did it uh, the last game with, like, five minutes to go in a pretty competitive game, and everybody's just sitting there listening to this song, not knowing what's going on. So, anyway, they have good ones. Hey, you can't, you can't, hit, you can't hit a 1,000. Can't bat a 1,000. Yeah, you can't. I mean, not, not all our home runs like the, the Dunkin' Donut handoff, like the box of donuts. Is that what they do at the football games? I you thought can't. it was a pizza. But you're right. It, it's something that they hand off. That is, uh, yeah, it's a that, box. Hand it off. <laughs> it's not great either. I mean, they're trying though. You got to do some stuff, I guess. Garrett PCL, who by the way says he lived in Los Angeles for four years and said it sucked. Man, I can't imagine. Like I could live. I've said this before. I went out there twice in 13 and 14, and we we were lucky to stay in like Santa Monica the first year. Um, I could live out there. Oh, now Newport I would have. Yeah, Newport, Newport Beach. That's right. I could live there. That is my speed. That is awesome. Now, you have to be a billionaire, apparently, to live out there. Um, but I could live out there because the weather's great. You you wake up in a good mood. It's always sunny. The water's right there. The palm trees, the weather. Um, there's no traffic. But you go 30 minutes north, and it's it just looks like hell on earth. And I mean just the traffic. The traffic, I, you just wouldn't want to drive anywhere. So I, I'm with you, Garrett. 
I'm going to pull up. I just want to see what the flight would be like from Tallahassee to West Lafayette. If we had to go cover, like when we fly to Indianapolis and then drive, I'm going to, I'm going to look that up here while I let you knock around this question, Corey Garrett PCL says, do you guys get the feeling Adam Fuller wants to eventually be a head coach? Any possibility we could have a Bobby Mickey, just an analogy situation for years to come. I do get the, I, I've never talked to him about it. I've never asked him this. Um, he's not like young. He's not old either, but he's not young. Fuller, Adam Fuller. But I would, I get the impression he would want to be a head coach. I, I do think that he'd like to run his own program. Um, it would be interesting what kind of, if they are good again this year on defense, it would be interesting to see what kind of pot, what kind of job openings come up and where his name is dangled. But I do get the impression he would want to be that. I don't. I don't see Mickey Bobby things ever happening ever again. They just don't happen. There's too much money. Like back when Mickey was a hot shot defensive coordinator, and let's let's say 1993. Um, well, you know, Bobby was making two hundred thousand, I guess, somewhere in that neighborhood. Mickey was probably making a eighty or a hundred. And if he would get him a head coach somewhere else, maybe he makes an extra hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, which isn't peanuts. You know, now you're going from well, heck, what does Fuller make? Two million a year? I think so. About, yeah, so for him to be a head coach, you're talking about at least doubling that salary, but not doubling it from one fifty to three hundred thousand, doubling it by two or three million dollars. And I just so I just think that reality of how much head coaches get paid now makes a makes a twenty five year stint as a defensive coordinator almost impossible to uh, assume would ever happen again. Can't find the dollar figure. One point eight, I think. Does that sound about right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I thought you were looking up the well, flight. So- Unbelievable. So we'd have to fly into Indianapolis. So it's okay. only one, only one connection in Atlanta. Yeah. You, you know, I know you're going to get married. Drive. I know you're getting married soon, and maybe might be in Tallahassee more than you are in Atlanta. But might be wise to hold on to some real estate in Atlanta if they go to the Big Ten, Corey. Flights might be. Buddy, Daddy, as long as Brady's in high school, I got. I'm in this house. I got this house too. So I'm. I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm not selling anything anytime soon. But yeah, I. I think flying out of Atlanta would be better than flying out of Tallahassee because it's going to save me a flight. It's 65 miles northwest of Indianapolis. It's a one hour and 11 minute drive. Okay. I can't imagine. I mean, Ira don't care. Ira's a is a man's man. Man, me having to fly, connect, get a rental car, and then drive like an hour and a half to go to West Lafayette, Indiana, boiler up, bang that drum. Hmm. Hard pass. Hard pass. Just Hey, you might not have a choice, big dog. What are you going to do? Dig ditches? You got a great job. You're going to Lafayette, Indiana, my man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. Uh, Gator Kirk. What's up, Gator Kirk? It's been a minute. Do you believe the SEC and Big Ten will push out the schools that are not major contributors as they continue to expand? They you don't should. Talk about this at all, right, Corey? This is the one. I don't want to say like the eight hundred pound elephant or eight hundred pound gorilla, but this is the one aspect that we and we read a, a good amount of the other people out, right, like Ross Dellinger and, and such that are out there reporting on this stuff. I get it. Vanderbilt's been with you since day one. You got to show some loyalty or whatever, but there has to be a point where. I don't know. I guess as long as they keep investing money into their into their facilities and trying to compete, you have to kind of keep them around. You just can't tell like the Charlotte Hornets, you're out of the NBA. Yeah. You guys just don't win. We're over it. You know. So, uh, what do you think about that? Could there be a point uh, where schools get pushed out? If they're not major contributors, as the thing like get relegated, like they do yeah. in uh, soccer. Um, I. I don't, I just don't know how that would work legally to say, guys, you don't win it. Like, who do you do that to? Like, obviously Vanderbilt is a punching bag and they're, they're automatically gone. Purdue's never really won anything of note ever in my lifetime. They did produce Drew Brees. Um, they pulled off some upsets. Rutgers, the same thing. Um, UCLA, quite frankly, hasn't done jack squat since OJ was playing college football. So, uh, How would you say OJ for UCLA? Ed O'Bannon, respect. Ed O'Bannon is getting everybody paid. Ed O'Bannon has, oh, that's right. has revolutionized college athletics. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate yeah, he it. Did. Well, 10 years later, we got it. They're all getting 600 bucks. Um, no, I said you at UCLA because uh, they played a, like a game of the century in 66, and their quarterback, Gary Bebon, 
won the Heisman over OJ, hmm. and then OJ won it the next year. It's either 66 and 67 or 67, 68. I don't remember, but Gary Beban won the Heisman and he's got to be the last Heisman winner they ever had. Um, so that's why I brought up OJ, like OJ beat him, but okay. then Gary Beban still won the Heisman. I think OJ's team won the national championship, but either way, UCLA has done pretty much nothing our entire lives in, in football. They don't matter, but I just don't know that you start kicking out teams that don't matter. Sorry, I was going to say, they didn't they snap Miami's like important winning streak one year? Or did Miami beat them? No, right. uh, Miami beat UCLA. That's right. They would have played in the national championship game, but Edger and James ran all over UCLA and Cade McNown, their yeah, quarterback. Okay. I was one of the McNowns anyway. And that got Florida State into the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Okay, good memory. So that was, that was 98. So that was yeah. 25 years ago. That's the last time UCLA had a really good football team was 25 years ago. Was the, did the weather reschedule that game? For some reason, I want to yeah. say it did. did it? Okay. it was a hurricane game that got rescheduled till uh, like the early December. It was played like maybe the same day as Texas A&M upsetting Kansas State. Like both those things happened on the same day that vaulted Florida State into number two on the in the polls. Nick Snyder's right. UCLA, they do stay winning in softball, though. UCLA is good at a lot of things. So is Stanford. None of them matter. And I look, I'm a softball fan. I love watching softball. As far as these conversations go, softball doesn't matter. Football is the is the uh, the money train. And that's that's what's driving everything. And UCLA just hasn't mattered. It, it would be crazy, like if Florida State and Miami are somehow left out of whatever these two super conferences end up being when it's all said and done, considering what they did for the sport. Meanwhile, Purdue and Kentucky and Vanderbilt in Northwestern are going to be cashing $80 million checks a year. Do you want to make a final guess on the Beban OJ Heisman year victory? I, want, I think 66, 67. I think Beban won in 66, OJ 67. No, flip it one. 67 to 68. There we go. Did it. Spurrier 66. That's right. Okay. Now we're talking. Beban 67, Orenthal James 68. Not in hospice care. Not in what? hospice care, OJ Simpson. Is he is that a rumor? Yeah, they because they he got I think he got diagnosed with cancer, and then people said that he was in hospice care, and then he he oh. tweeted he tweeted a video like hospice care? I'm yeah. fine, everybody. And then all the comments were jokes about him being a murderer. Correct. Okay. Him and Kirk Herbstreet. I'm gonna have a beer with those two one day and just talk about like what's life like on the internet. Please don't have a beer with OJ. <laughs> That's that's a dangerous proposition. Kirk, Kirk's got a, a dog with him. He'll be fine. OJ, you never know, man. What I do know is that vitaminenergy.com gets me through my days with only a half shot. One of these days, I'll be a, I'll be a big boy. I'll put my big boy pants on. I'll take a full shot. Small, tastes delicious. It's not even two full ounces. This is the sour apple workout plus variety. Mm -hmm. As you know, it's got magnesium in here. Helps you maybe get a little better sleep. There's also an eight-hour sleep variety too, but... VitaminEnergy.com, promo code WordChampBogo, hooking it up for you. Florida State alums at VitaminEnergy.com, partnering with us to get you folks feeling your best, eliminating your brain fog, giving you the energy, giving you the focus, getting you in the right mood, getting you that pump, all the good stuff. Try the variety pack and then maybe try the Immune Plus because, again, the Tango Orange flavor remains my all-time favorite flavor of Vitamin Energy, plus it's the Immune Plus. So you're getting all that vitamin C in your body because it's vitamin energy, energy with benefits. VitaminEnergy.com, promo code WARCHAMPBOGO, world's first and only clinically tested, clinically proven energy shot to give you not only the juice for the energy, but also improve your mood, improve your focus, all that good stuff. VitaminEnergy.com, promo code WARCHAMPBOGO. Look at those and their knolls. And their knolls, too. Is that a new thing with the scroll at the bottom? I think so. Yeah, That's look cool. at that. I like that. It's a cool look. Yeah, look at that. You're welcome, guys. We gave you uh, all this yeah. uh, publicity. Look at that. Official apparel. I got their hats. Next time, we got uh, hats we, and shirts. Yeah. Next time we have a war chant powwow, uh, I'll have to bring those out. Maybe hand out some hats.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If they join the Big Ten, for instance, Corey, like every the first time, the first road trip, I guess maybe that first year would be it'd be too overwhelming. But I feel like we need to do a meet and greet at every new institution that they're at. You know, I mean, not just Michigan, not just Columbus and Ann Arbor, yeah. but like if they're going to play Minnesota, like we need to do a meet and greet at Minneapolis in Minneapolis. We just we need to make it work somehow. I feel like the first and, time, yeah, I would think. Look, man, in. Every every time I really think about it, it just gets that I I want Florida State to succeed and thrive as long as we're all alive. Um, and that's the, if they got to the Big Ten, they would be able to thrive. But man, just think about how much cooler it would be if it was the SEC. And I'm talking about in Tallahassee, Ole Miss fans coming in the Friday before the game, the Thursday before the game. Those RVs would be rolling in on Thursday, and I just don't see that happening with Purdue in Minnesota or even USC. Maybe they would. Maybe USC would travel. Um, but Tallahassee's not the easiest place to get to or stay in. Um, so I just think it would be much easier for these these fans that live around us to be able to f- travel. And it would just – every weekend would have the feel of a big game, a fun game, because all those fans from the other school, 10,000, 8,000, whatever the allotment is, they would, they would use them up. They would snatch them up, and they would be all over town, and it would create a really cool atmosphere as opposed to what we've had really for 30 years, which is Clemson and Miami every couple of years. Their fans show up. Nobody else. Yeah. That said, Corey Bates drops five bucks in the jar. Appreciate you, Corey Bates. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Would Corey Clark fly around the globe for an FSU football national championship? Would Aslan drive around the globe with Ira for one? Yes, I would. Uh, now, here's the question, Corey Bates. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be a one long flight. Can planes even do that? Can you fly from like Atlanta to Atlanta in one failed swoop? I don't know. I think you got to refuel somewhere. But I would do a direct flight to like Sydney Ooh. and then try. Well, I mean, I, I got to get I got to go around. However, I got to get there. Like I would do an 18 hour flight and then stop for a day and then do another 18 hour flight on the way back. But I'm not stopping like in every every continent or every five hours or something like it's going to be too, it's going to be the shortest amount of flights possible to circle the globe. I would definitely do a cruise. Do you know, they do that. They do around the world cruises. People are on those things for like six months. Ooh. I would definitely do that. I mean, I would get sick a lot and vomit over the side, but it's, it's still fun. That'd still be a neat uh, trip to do, but yes, I would, because that's how much I care about you guys. I mean, you've, you've done Hawaii. So yeah, what's Australia, right? Hawaii was tough. Hawaii was like 11 hours or something. It was nuts. Um, did you stop at LAX or was it? A, did you go? No, straight it was. To it was direct. It was Atlanta to uh, Maui. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, Maui's pretty windy, and even those big old planes, it's so windy. You're doing this on the way in. That was not fun. But we landed. We made it. Got sunburned. Almost died. But here, I still, I'm still here. That was my honeymoon yeah. for my first wedding. The second wedding comes up in, uh, what are we at? Like nine days, nine days till the second wedding. I got to get my haircut appointment scheduled. Me too. This Ireland trip, that'll be a nice little. Yeah, we're kind of using that as our honeymoon. We're going to stay an extra couple days and make that kind of a a pseudo honeymoon. I like it. I like it. Lee Fields is back. What if the conference prorated the revenue per ratings? Eat what you kill, so to speak. Well, that's what Florida State wants in the ACC, and quite frankly, that's what the ACC should have done. Should have done, and maybe Florida State doesn't sue to get out. I don't know, but instead, the ACC went the whole: if you do well on the field, we'll pay you a little bit more. It's like, man, and that's what. Going back to that other question, you know, now that now that these co- the college football is expanding, it is kind of crazy. There, you know, there's got to be people. I'm just going to go ahead and guess that most of Alabama's supporters. And most of Alabama's administration probably aren't fans of socialism. 
I'm going to go ahead and say that. They're probably lean more towards the conservative side. Keep keep the money you earn. Yeah. How have they come to grips? How do they do the mental gymnastics in their head that Vanderbilt gets the same amount of money from that TV deal as they do? How do they do that? Well, they carry the banner in the summer in baseball. Yeah, that makes no money. Like, you know, you'd be Alabama, you'd be like, really? They're getting $77 million, too, to continually suck and never fill out fill up their stadium and never win anything of note? Like, it's just crazy that, like, socialism and co- – that's what social – there's so much socialism in sports. Like, the Cowboys and Panthers make the same amount of money. Not on, not on uh, licensing, but on the actual NFL deals, they make the same amount of money. Every team has the same salary cap. And we're cool with it. But that's, again, that's why Florida State is not, maybe Florida, maybe Michael Alford and the gang aren't as high on socialism, which I could get behind, certainly in this instance. Like, it's crazy that Syracuse and Boston College are going to make the same amount of money from the TV revenue that Florida State does. When I have done the math, Florida State gets 10 to 15 times more money, more ratings, more eyeballs than those two teams combined. It's not close. Florida State matters. Those two schools do not matter at all when it comes to actual producing revenue, and yet they share in it. They share. They get the same amount of money. Unless Florida State happens to win the ACC, they'll give them an extra million dollars. It's weird. It's just we, as sports fans, we're just like, well, this makes sense. They all split it up equally, even though Alabama and Georgia and, and Florida and LSU have kind of carried that conference for 20 years. Vanderbilt and Kentucky get in the Mississippi schools get the same amount of money in Arkansas, who never does anything ever. Yeah. Just wonder when, it, when the football does become autonomous and like breaks away from the NCAA, then maybe you keep all those other, you know, the other sports stay under the NCAA umbrella. And then maybe yeah. that's a more equitable kind of, you know, I think that's what will end up happening. I think that's, this is all like, they're already trying to expand the playoffs that haven't even expanded yet. They literally are already trying to do that. They're trying to make it, what, 14 or 16, the SEC and Big Ten? They're already trying to expand it for more money, for a bigger money grab. And more and they of want their four auto bids. They want four auto bids each. Weird. Who saw that coming? Um, so, which, I mean, you know, as long as they were limited to only four, but they wouldn't be. One year they'd have six, another year they'd have seven. Um, but, yeah, so when it, when it comes to this, when it comes to this question, um, I think that there will be a power to eventually, but I hope all every other sport goes back to the old conferences. Maybe that genie is out of the bottle, but it is crazy that Stanford is going to be playing Wake Miami in volleyball, in Wake Forest in baseball. It's just stupid. It's just stupid. It it doesn't. It it's just in there. There. Hopefully, Florida football breaks away completely and is its own entity. And everybody else goes back to actually playing in a regional conference against, you know, people from their neck of the woods, as opposed to having crisscross the country to play a three-set volleyball match. It's insanity what's happened. But I, you know, money, money talks. But I do to answer the next question. I think players becoming employees is going to happen pretty soon. Yeah, question on the screens from Joseph Robertson. What do we think happens first? Official formation of a power two. I mean, how would it be official? Like the, the breakaway, I guess the breakaway aspect from the NCAA and it just yeah. like we're because, you know, still going to be the college football playoff. It's going to have to have some sort of title to the national championship or the players becoming employees. Yeah. Jay Bill has been banging that drum forever. I think, you know, he's he was on some other podcasts underscoring that becoming even more imminent. Um, that's going to be wild, man. Well, look, they already are in a certain sense, but what they what has to happen, and we've talked about this too a lot, but you, 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 they need to sign multi-year contracts, and you can't do that unless they're employees. You know, you you know, you have a uh, maybe you don't, and I don't either, but there are people at Warchant that have not, I'm sure, have non-compete clauses that if if we were if we left, we couldn't go work for another rival for you know six months or a year, or whatever it would be. People have those in all walks of life in all industries. Well, college football is a huge moneymaker. It might be the second most uh, money-making sport in this country behind the NFL. It's certainly gaining on everybody else. So it's absurd that kids can just leave every three months and go to another school to another school to another school. So, But 
It's what you've created by not corralling this for the last 50 years when money became outrageous. And you just were like, well, they're still going to get free books in an education. We're going to pay Jimbo um, $12 million a year, but the quarterback gets nothing. So what, once you start to play those rules, this all makes sense. The players deserve a, a, some of it too, but you can't have any regulations if you don't make them actual employees. You can't tell somebody that doesn't officially work for you that they can't go work for somebody else and make more money. You have to have contracts. You have to have contracts, Aslan. And so I think that's that might happen within the next three years. Because co- are you going to, you know, look what's happening now, man. Like, this is this is unsustainable what college football is right now. It is unsustainable. If you make these kids sign two-year or four-year contracts, it becomes a lot more sustainable because then the coaches know what their roster is going to be from year to year, and they don't have to re-recruit them. I wonder who's going to catch more heat, like, you know, like Terrell Owens on a, on a contract holdout or, you know, Johnny Smith holding out year two of his two-year contract with Florida State. They're yeah. not happy. I don't want to play. Yeah, I'm still getting paid. You know, I'm I'm not playing for you guys. Or like, he's disgruntled and he is playing. Just so many great opportunities, possibilities on the horizon. It's gonna be great. Well, hey man, it's you know, it's it's the world we live in. It's they 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 made they made it too much. uh, They're making too much money. So this is this is what happens. The guys that actually score the touchdowns want to want a piece of it too. So you you understand that. I would say though, with those holdouts. Because they don't, I don't feel like they happen as much. There's always like two guys a year, right, in the NFL that hold out, that right. become a story, and then they end up showing up. But they get fined every day they don't play. Would a college kid be willing to like just, hey man, I, I'm just not going to take any money at all. I'm going to sit out a year. It's like, all right, man, but you know, you're only you're kind of only hurt, you're hurting the team, but you're really hurting yourself. So, do you, do you think like this decade? will have like an asterisk next to it. I know people want to joke about Michigan already having one because of the, sure, you know, cheating and stuff, but the assumption that what's happening right now is not tenable as Nick Saban said to ESPN here recently, like NIL is not NIL. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not like, will will we look back on the, like the, this 10 year gap, this eight year, whatever it is, like from basically like COVID to now, Will it have like some sort of weird, will it be the steroid era of college football or do you think it'll be forgotten and it's not nearly as tectonically shifting the sport as much as like steroids did for baseball? Yeah, I don't think it's, it's not quite that. Um, It's, it's weird too, because it's not just NIL, it is the portal. And now you have a 12 team playoff. There's so many things that are happening kind of all at once. It's a confluence of three major shifts that have all happened or happening at the same time that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we'll look back, how we'll look back on this era or if it ever changes, but I do, I think it needs to. And I think, you know, I, I see this on Twitter a lot. People are, people make the point of, Oh, now that the athletes are getting paid, the coaches want to, the coaches don't want any part of this. Now that the athletes are getting paid for years. It was a scam. They were the ones that get paid. Now the coach, now the players are running the show. The coaches want out and they want to go to the NFL. It's like, it's not that gang. It's that nobody in the NFL would want to coach either. Andy Reid would not want to coach if Patrick Mahomes on a Monday could say, I want to go play for the Cowboys because I don't have a, there's no contract here. I can go do and transfer to wherever I want to go play at any time. And you can't do anything about it. The Cowboys just offered me $16 million for every pass completion. I'm going to play for the Cowboys. So that's the problem is there's no structure. That's what's bothering the coaches so much. I mean, I'm sure there's some Dabo certainly was on record saying he wanted to get out if players ever got paid. There are some coaches that might have a problem with the money. I think it's more just the structure and the no, the instability of a roster from week to week, certainly from year to year. It's just hard to build like that. And again, no other sport that we know of does that. Maybe Formula One, do they only have one-year contracts? Like, I don't know. Like, there's there's no other sports where these guys can literally transfer to a rival because that rival is going to pay more, and you can't do anything about it other than offer to pay more. It, there's, there, you know, they're not – but what can you do unless they're employees? It's just that's, – that's what I think gets lost is I don't think most coaches care about the money. I think they care about the instability and the um, – they're just that. I think they care about the instability and not knowing where they're, where they're, uh, 
what the roster is going to look like from month to month, year to year. Are they going <laughs> to, I don't know. I guess we all have like attendance clauses in our contracts or something. Maybe, I don't know, but like, where is it? I wonder where the educational component is going to fall into play. Like, do you still have to go to class? You don't have to go to class. How many classes you have to take? Does your GPA really matter anymore? None of these things kept me up at night anymore, but again, it just, you know, I like facades. Hey, you can buy the best, you can buy the best tutors on earth. The best test takers on earth for you. Corey Bates is back. Says he watched the interview with Fabian Lovett. He said Jalen Early is a young star who was the only offensive lineman that can mess with the verse. Three looking eye emoji. Well, Jalen Early is about to start, what, his third year? Yeah. It's time to make an impact. And I don't mean that he might not start, but he needs to be in the conversation. Like, and again, we've, I've talked about this a lot. And I'm not, that, that is, that's not a, that's not a slight on him. Again, it just goes back to, you know, they, they, they keep hitting the portal, which is great, but are you hitting on these guys that you're recruiting or not? Cause we've heard good things about early too. And early has looked good in the practices we've seen. He certainly didn't bat, back down to anybody. He might be an awesome player. It's now time to prove it. Like one of these high school guys, they're not young anymore. Like you're going into your third year. All around the country, third-year offensive linemen play and play well. Um, so it's not outlandish to think that Jalen Early can make a big enough jump that he could actually start, and that would be wonderful to see. I think Fabian also might be trying to gas up a fellow Mississippian. Mm. I know he played high school ball in, in Texas, Jalen Early, but I, I remember I think we asked Fabian about him like you know two years ago and just about Mississippi players on the team. He's like, oh, don't forget about Jalen. I'm like, I thought he played in Texas. No, he's from Mississippi. He just went to high school in Texas. I'm like, all right. So, okay, all right. Uh, get a little, get a little juice to that. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, early played 80-something snaps, I think I just looked at it here. I mean, he's played 89 in his career. He played 56 this past season. Um, I don't want to say it's time, but he certainly was a little bit ahead of Julian Armel, it seemed like, in terms of getting into football games. So, yeah. It'd be nice, but hey, feel good about Byers. Feel good about Rob Scott. Feel good about Darius Washington. Feel good about Maurice. Mm-hmm. And AJ the transfers. Cole. The transfers are going to guys that have played a lot of football. Yeah. Or not the, the kid from Alabama hasn't played a ton, right. but he's apparently very talented. So you like you like what you have with him too. How do how do we square that up? By the way, to where Florida State wants to be thought of as elite again when I think they are. I mean, I think they're on that path. I mean, they were there. They they went 13 and 0, 13 and 1. Whatever. Yeah, they're a playoff team, man. Yeah. Playoff team without a playoff. But and I don't want to I'm not dogging the kids, but how do you kind of square up putting a, a fair amount of expectations and improvement hope from guys that didn't play a whole lot of football at Alabama? Like you're, you know, it's like, hey, we're you're, if you're looking from the outside, it's like Florida State's taking second and third teamers from Alabama and then connecting the dots for another run at a at a playoff. Like, does that show I don't know, either Mike Norvell's got really good sense of development, Alabama's just that flush with talent, the guys don't see the field, or it's a lesser level of competition so you can flourish in this conference, whereas you couldn't really get on the field all that much in that other conference. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's a it's a fair question. I, I think that when it comes to, the, the, especially the five Alabama guys, the only one that played a lot really was the running back. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and Malik Benson, I think, played in every game, but only had like 14 or 15 catches. Um, man, I just think it comes down to the, the one beauty about the portal. Well, there's a few beauties, but like, you know, and, I, and I'll just equate it to Florida State. There were dudes on those 90s Florida State teams that could have been stars in other places and then just didn't find their role at Florida state and languished. I mean, we talked to one Aslan with Brad Johnson. It's a super bowl winning quarterback. They couldn't start at fully started six games at Florida state in five years. Um, if he, he could, if he could have transferred then and gone to Purdue or something, he might've lit up the big 10 back then. And, and who knows how his career turns out. I mean, it probably wouldn't have turned out any better because he, he had a great NFL career, but you had those guys. And I think just you're hoping that especially you're not getting backups from Rice or you know, Colorado State. You're getting a starter from Colorado State, but you're getting a backups from Alabama. And Alabama is very, very talented. Um, so I, you know, I think that's your hope 
is they couldn't get on the field, but they couldn't get on a field because other really good guys were in front of them. Or in the case of Malik Benson, he was on the field, but you know they didn't have a great passing attack. And when he did throw, he threw to two other guys and not him. So you think you're just hoping they're ready to burst like Jermaine Johnson was at Georgia, just ready to burst onto the scene. All right, a few more questions before we wrap things up. Our guy out in the villages, Wes. How many more days until spring practice begins? Keep up the great work. Well, less than a month, it has to be. So I think the theory is that it's going to start after spring middle, break this year. Yeah, like middle of March, right? Yeah, so it, it runs from the 11th to the 15th. So the 18th is the following Monday that spring break ends. Not to say that they couldn't start like on the 16th on a Saturday. I think they've done that. They've started, I think like fall camp on a Saturday before, uh, but it's, they're not going to do the whole practice for a few days. Everyone take off spring yeah. break. Cause I think that with the way the season went this past year, I've played more games, obviously. Um, I think they want to even start spring a little bit later. So I think it'll, it all, it, it does. It just kind of, it's, it's not great to start a, start a five week long practice and then take a week off in the middle. Like as soon as you get started, like it'd be better if they started two weeks ago or, you know, they started right now and then took the middle of spring practice off for a week and then came back for another two weeks. But last year it felt like they, they practiced three times and then we're off for a week or nine days or something. I like so, yeah. done that the last like two, three years. Yeah. Right? So I think they don't like doing that. Apparently it doesn't sound like, so yeah, it'll probably start in the middle of March. Like Aslan was saying that right after spring break. Yeah. So again, March, uh, March 11th to the 15th and probably around that time. That's when I think we're going to, we're, Hoping, I guess, the tour of duty will probably be open before they break for spring break. So we'll get to see that, and then we'll get the luncheon sometime thereafter where we spoke, we speak to Coach uh, and get his thoughts on things. But April, we know the spring game, though. April 20th, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So inside a renovated Doe Campbell. Well, not a, In a Luke, Luke Combs concert afterwards. Oh, really? No. I'd be uh, cool if he did. Like Maybe 12 years ago when he was starting out, that's the perfect uh, Doke after dark. Uh, performer mybookie.ag promo code warchant that gets you an instant cash deposit bonus when you sign up for the first time and use that promo code hoops nba ncaa men and women nhl atp tennis pga mexico uefa europa league how about heisman trophy winner for 2024 everybody odds on favor right now carson beck plus 910 tied with quinn ewers from texas at plus 910 what about the new guy? DJ Ui Ungalale. Plus 2,900. I feel like, what was Jordan, like 2,500 preseason last year? And Cam Ward. I wonder how much more money he got than DJ. He's plus 2,400. So it's not like they think he's going to set the world on fire down in Miami either. No great values really jumping out to me looking at this, but... There you have it. Whole bunch of people on this list. Whole bunch of people. Brad Johnson's son, Max Johnson, plus 12,000. Big number. Quinshawn Judkins, plus 13,000. What if he sets the world on fire to Ohio State? Doubt it. Anyhow, bet responsibly, everybody. When you use the promo code WARCHANT at MyBookie, enjoy your deposit bonus. Promo requires $50 minimum deposit and rollover requirement of one-time deposit total, including the bonus withdrawal. For full terms and conditions, visit MyBookie.ag slash about dash us. Are you sad at all, Corey? There's a thread that's like it might be three pages deep now. Somebody posted a screenshot of the stadium, and I was surprised. I thought a lot of people were going to side with the the op, the original poster, but it said like he was like heartbroken almost to see Doke the way it looks right now. And I'm like, I'm excited to see the way. I mean, I'm not, I'm not pumped about. I don't know, fifteen percent of that stadium, twenty percent of that stadium now being luxury seating. Don't sure. think that's awesome, but I've always been a fan of like whatever that game was last night with Illinois and Penn State, where they played that game like in their auxiliary gym. It was yeah. awesome. It was yeah. electric. I would love at least the women, but I also think the FSU men should once a year play games in Tully. Yeah, that yeah. place gets loud for volleyball. I can't imagine what it's like for basketball. It would be awesome, but they don't. They don't do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm much more like I'd rather. I would rather if like we did a live podcast, Corey, like I would rather do a live podcast in a bar that can fit like 30 people and there's 30 people there than right. doing it at a bar that can fit 300 people and there's 30 people there. So I'm right. excited to see like Doke be packed, be a really hot ticket and everything. But the guy was like, was like I, I hate seeing it this way. Like, I feel like part of me, like I, I feel like I've lost the limb 
And yeah. a lot of people are like, I don't feel that way at all. I'm excited to think about how it's going. I'm just thinking. But about I think he's saying just looking at it there, it's like um, it's like if you looked at your knee being worked on in a surgery, like oh, I hate seeing my knee, op- my knee flap opened up like that and my kneecap shifted to the side so they can work on my ACL or whatever. But you have to know. So I get that. Like, it's gross. You don't like it. That's a knee that you've loved your whole life. And now it looks like a bomb went off in there. But when it's all said and done and it's sewn back up and you rehab it, it's going to be better than ever. So I think that's how you have to look at it. It's like, uh, you know, a, a physical malady that you're getting uh, uh, you're getting uh, corrected. Yeah, so three pages worth of it now. Um, that is crazy to see, though, man. Just <laughs> the crazy part is like, how did that how did that sustain? How did that hold up all this time? Look at that. It's the erector said. All right. Last question. As we go on the way out here, Derek Neal, solid hypothetical, Corey. Mm. All right. The college sports gods grant you, Corey Clark, one wish. Florida State's men's Ooh. basketball team gets to play in the NCAA tournament in the 2020 year that was canceled due to COVID. Or the 2023 football team gets into the playoff. Derek Neal, that's a great question. Uh, man. Mm. I'm saying hoops. I know it was I'll, hoops. I think hoops has a more legitimate shot at winning it all. Yeah, but they would have had to win six games and five hard games. Uh, Florida State would have only had to win two. And I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have predicted Florida State to beat Michigan. Michigan's a very good team, but I do think even with Tate Rodemaker, that's a game in the fourth quarter, and maybe you get lucky. Uh, maybe you pick off a pass. Maybe Rod, Maybe Keon Moss is a guy. You would have had a shot in that game. And then I absolutely think they could have uh, um, beaten Washington in the next one. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm with Aslan. I think I'm with Aslan. I hate to say it. As much as I gripe about the nonsense that happened two months ago, um, I just think that was a – I would have loved to – hey, man, they might have get bounced in the second round. That's the beauty of the That's NCAA true. tournament. That's but true. they were going to be a two seed. They were 26-5. and five. Going into the ACC tournament, they had everything you could want, athleticism, NBA talent, shooting, shooting, real shooting, Anthony Polite, Vassell, Patrick Williams could shoot, MJ Walker could shoot. They could all make free throws down the stretch. They guarded their tails off, and they would have been a like you saw it with you saw it occasionally. ACC teams that are used to that defense could could thrive a little bit against Florida State's defense just because they've been playing it for years. And they knew how to combat it. When you give a team only that's not used to Florida State one day prep to play that defense that switches everything, and you're switching everything with like Patrick Williams and Devin Vassell and Trent Forrest, like long athletic NBA freak guys. Uh, yeah, I just think they had a real shot to uh, get to the Final Four, and I think that would have been awesome for Leonard. I, it, whether they wanted or not, would have been great. Getting him to the Final Four would have been an all-time accomplishment, and. Uh, I, you know, I think Florida State's going to be in the playoff. I don't know that Florida State men, it might be a long, long time before they have a team good enough to get to the Final Four again. I don't know. I think Florida State football can be good enough to get in the playoff this year or next year. So I think that's what weighs on my answer too, right? Like I just, that that season felt like such a, a rarity for FSU basketball to be one of the five best teams in the country, the best team in program history. This Florida State team wasn't the best in program history. This football team, yeah. you know, does that make sense? Right. And yeah. I also think they'll have a better, they'll have a decent shot to get in there next year, or the year after. Well said, Corey. Thanks, buddy. I do it sometimes. We're done, everybody. Done for tonight. Done for the week. But we're not done over at WarChant.com. Link Jarrett spoke to the media today. Go check that out. It's over on the baseball board. It's also on our YouTube page, which you should be subscribed to. You should be subscribed to. Hit the thumbs up. By the way, I haven't haven't compelled you to do that but please hit the thumbs up jeff cameron show one to three o'clock baseball hosting western carolina mm-hmm. florida state softball hosting a slew of teams for a little uh round robinish they're uh, playing weekend. right now aren't they perhaps perhaps yeah the women's team but yeah let me look at that real quick before you sign off i just want to see how those games are going the uh, women's basketball team is playing the softball team uh let's see i'm sure ira's got some stories he's gonna trickle out there there was a story about Jaheim Bell the other day, part of his sojourn to the senior bowl he brought back for us. So the war room is still there. Go read it again. Gets you excited. 
Florida State won seven to three in game one on Thursday night. They're so back. that's good. And let me check out the FSU women's basketball. Just, hey, they're playing. They're good. They're a tournament team. Yeah. I want to make sure we give them some love. But I can't type. My fat thumb. Here we go. Let's see what they're doing right now. Ooh, they only, yeah, yeah, they're only up by eight with about eight minutes to go. So sorry, guys. We're signing off before it's over. Let's hope they can, let's hope they can uh, bring that dub home. Also, yeah, uh, Tom Lang, yeah. Dominic Robinson, breaking down DJ Uyunglele for the folks who like that kind of stuff. So You know who complimented that was DJ's dad. Nice. He said it was a really fair uh, breakdown of DJ's struggles at Clemson and why they happened, and uh, so I thought that was cool. So, yeah, go check that on our site. D- Dominic Robinson, uh, former player, obviously, here, and then uh, Tom Lang, break down just kind of what quarterback DJ is going to be at, at Florida State and where, where he shined and where he maybe uh, made some mistakes along the way in his career. It's a really rude comment. I'm not going to read it, but a really rude comment from somebody in the peanut gallery. And our this guys, is my Sharp- choice. This is my choice, by the way. And Sharp Harris says we got to get Aslan a 200 on bench this year. Good I luck. Think, Good I, luck. You, you could. I, there's no way you could. You can do it if long you really leverage. tried. Long. Oh leverage. yeah, you're right. You're right. Long you're good. Good point. Good point. What's about that? Like maybe you're. I've got short arms, so it helps. Well, you might be a pusher. Like I, I, I'm more of a puller. Like I can do pull-ups. I can. I can do like more bent over rows. Like I'm, I'm better at pulling things than I am pushing. Like if I, if I've got to move something heavy, I will opt to probably pull it than I would push it for whatever okay. reason. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And I'm also incredibly strong, and I like to push things. All right, push it real and, good. And really, really intelligent, and about to get married. Everybody, that's Corey. Nine Clark. days. Can you believe it? So. We'll do a couple more of these next week for you as well. Thanks for watching, everybody. Hit the thumbs up on the way out. Also, shout out to our guy, Josiah, back there, making things run smoothly. Have a great one, everybody. Thanks for watching and listening to Wake Up Board Champions. presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill and Vitamin Energy.